You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am actually your host for this episode. Now, the metaverse is on everybody's radar right now and it is all the rage. So in this episode, we are speaking to virtual reality creator, Ashley Briley. She has created an amazing new project called Den of Horrors. That's in association with the new movie called Nope, coming out in theaters this week, directed by Jordan Peele. The new horror film stars Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. And we're excited to talk to you about the tech that's behind this project. And she is going to geek out with us all and more. I'm going to save her intro for the actual interview because I give a very lengthy one right before we get started. So if you're into Web3, the metaverse, and the future of where tech is going, then this is an episode you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast with VR creator Ashley Briley. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. For all of you tech geeks out there, you're going to enjoy this one. You know, we don't really talk much about the metaverse, but listen, the metaverse is all the rage right now. Everyone is really getting into it, and I'm very excited for this guest who's going to chat with us. She is a VR creator, and she's involved in this really great project that's affiliated with one of the hottest movies of the summer right now, the Universal Pictures film Nope, which is directed by Jordan Peele. It's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Young, and we are excited to have guest Ashley Briley here to talk to us about this incredible project. I'm going to give you a brief intro of who she is, and then she's going to tell us a little bit, not only about herself, but about this amazing project that she's created that's in tandem with the movie Nope. Um, So Ashley As the youngest of three, she's enjoyed talking to her parents into purchasing the family's first desktop computer and fell into the world of PC gaming via the life simulation game, The Sims, which I personally remember playing The Sims (laughs) hardcore, the expansion packs and all as a kid myself. Her career brought her into the world of accounting, where she holds a master's degree in certification. And to enrich her creative side, Ashley dabbed in singing and songwriting until she stumbled upon the site hit record 
Dot org in 2011. She participated in a number of productions with hundreds of other creators, two of which resulted in Hit Record winning an Emmy Award. World builder Ashley Riley made Den of Horrors, which we're going to talk about on this show. It's a successful Horizon World horror experience that was building up traction and excitement in the horror excuse me, in the Horizon Worlds community. Meta actually reached out to her to gauge her interest in the project without revealing its ties to the Nope film. And as soon as Monkey Paw and Universal Pictures saw Den of Horrors, they were blown away and asked to work with her to help create the world. So Ashley agreed, formed a group of diverse creators and got this thing off and running. And we have Ashley here on the Black Girl Nerds podcast to talk about it. Ashley, thank you so much for, for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Did I pronounce your last name right? I'm just terrible yes. with names. Okay. Ashley Briley, yes, yes. <laughs> First of all, can we get into The Sims really quick? Because I absolutely <laughs> loved playing that game. I was obsessed with it. I had all of the different, um, you know, I had the original I had the expansion packs. Um, Hot Date was my favorite one because I yeah. loved <laughs> putting them together as couples. And there was some shenanigans going on in that neighborhood. Everybody was hooking up with everybody. But anyway. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely storylines put together. It's like that whole imagination thing. Um, it did a great job of, I think, strengthening my imagination sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide to transition from gameplay to being who you are today a VR creator how did that transition happen so like I just said stories I've always been like interested in stories and and just like the human experience of how we you know go through life and how one person's perspective of of a of a thing is different from another person's perspective so I always liked playing sims because I got to explore that um when I heard about Horizon Worlds, it gave me a place to do that exploration without as many boundaries because I created everything from you know ground upwards. So I think that really made me want to push some of the boundaries on the stories that I've been a part of and seen and try to express it in my own way. And just being able to see other people do the same there, I was just like totally hooked. That's absolutely fantastic. That's amazing to take something that you're really passionate about and fuel it into a career, which is what you've done with the Den of Horrors project with Horizon Worlds. So explain to us what that uh, experience is. It's in partnership with Universal Pictures and Monkey Paw Productions, which is Jordan Peele's uh, company. Can you share with our listeners what exactly is included in that experience and does it give clues and insight as to what we're going to see in the movie? What, what's going on with that? So Den of Horrors was a uh, collaboration with my partner, Telus. He's also a creator in Horizon. And it was basically a world about just like the, the horror films of our childhood that kind of like shaped our view of the horror genre. The ones that really stuck out, the ones that really, you know, frightened us, but was still enjoyable to watch. So we made that world. Um, Monkey Paw saw that world and wanted us to work on their their nope world. The world itself is an experience that you just you just go through it and you see what you can see in there. But just to give you an um, an idea, there are no spoilers, so don't have to worry about that. But you're just given a chance to get immersed more into the story and to try to think up 
what could possibly happen in the film. Um, we try to make it a place where people who like to tell those stories and try to talk through those theories have a place to do that and also try to come up with their own new stories. So when you say talk through the theories, uh, are you actually engaging with other meta users that are having these kinds of conversations that are sort of putting together their theories of what's happening in the film or or they're just discussing what's happening through the den of horrors experience can you elaborate more on what what is actually happening when you're engaging in this way so in the nope world you're on the haywood ranch from the movie uh everyone's seen the trailers and if you if you do any kind of uh YouTube surfing, uh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll find that there's a lot of theories out there of what each item in that trailer means. Mm-hmm. And so even when we were building the world, um, the nope world, it was actually a lot of the process was us talking amongst ourselves. There was there's four creators, um, myself included, who built the nope world. And we were just talking about what we thought was going to happen in the film. And so we, so we would play around with what elements would make sense in the world. I think that when you're building a world, you have to think about those conversations that would happen in that world. So that was one thing. We obviously couldn't talk about it with the open community because this was, you know, it was a quiet project that we were working on. But now that it is open, that is definitely something that we are encouraging everyone that visits to do is to, you know, hang out with people and talk about their own theories. I love it. That's so much fun because that's sort of the beauty of watching movies and, and, you know, engaging in that way is discussing the theories and what you think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what are you, what did you get out of the plot? And it's always something that's subjective and everybody has their own take on how the story has played out. Um, And you've actually formed a group of diverse creators to help you with this project so why was that important for you and, and Jordan Peele, who also was you know, very involved in this process? Why was that important for both of you guys to have diverse creators at the helm of this? I think it's important because the story overall is a diverse story. So it makes, makes sense that the people that continue the telling of the story are also diverse. Um, I think we get a lot of times when you don't include the people that the story is about, the story changes, the tone changes, the underlying meaning changes. If the people that, you know, who have lived this story or have some other type of deeper connection to the story aren't involved with the actual telling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Representation matters. And I understand that your team added in cultural elements that resonated with your upbringing. Can you share specific examples of what those elements were? Uh, so this is a, it was a two world experience that uh, Monkey Paw asked us to do. So there's the Nope branch that is more or less connected to the Nope movie, but then there's also the, the train experience called All Aboard, which is actually more a hub for the different movies that Monkey Paw has produced. So in there, there's definitely the the um, an example I'll give you is in the get out car there. There's different items in there. Like if you really paid attention to the story, you understand the the underlying meanings of it. So there's there's the phone and the with the dead battery with Rose on the um, as the incoming call. And you know what that means. If you if you really connected to the story and and the different plots that are going on. And then there's the chair, there's the teacup. So these elements 
resonate, I think, on a deeper level, definitely for the Black community, myself included, because these elements that were in this story also relate to different elements and experiences in my own life of just, you know, these people that that have, um, that seem that they have like a positive, uh, how would I say this, a positive you think they're being positive towards you, but they have the underlying underlying uh, agenda that right. we don't get to discover till later in the film. So I think a lot of people, especially Black people, understand that dynamic. And that's what made that movie such a great horror film, because it was very much based on real, you know, fears and, and uh, thoughts that we have as a Black community. Absolutely. Those those microaggressions are real. Um so then you brought something up that's interesting. So the the Den of Horrors experience under Horizon Worlds infuses all of the Monkey Paw production projects. So it also has scenes from Get Out. Does it also have scenes from us in there? So Den of Horrors is actually something I made with TELUS before Monkey Paw was involved. That's the mm-hmm. world that they kind of like got to know us through. But mm-hmm. the all aboard experience is the train experience. And yes, it does have a car that is representative of the Us movie in there as well. Okay. It kind of um, shows the, the I, I think the word is dichotomy, the, the kind of like the dark side that is the tethered version versus the more lighter side, which is the upper world version of, you know, the experiences in the movie, how, how Red tells the story of how the tethered's version of life was very much harsher and colder compared to you know the upper world experiences that they were living so how did den of horrors even start i mean what gave you the idea to even go down the path of the horror genre um and fuse that into the metaverse and and have these you know uh, conspiratorial <laughs> kind of <laughs> conversations online what what gave you the idea to even create this concept so den of horrors was actually it was just a just two friends thinking of what can we make for halloween that's basically how it started so it was it was me it was tell us and we were just like let's make a world for halloween and and the the idea of just making a horror genre world of the movies that like impacted our youth and just build that out and you know talk about how how (laughs) different different movies from those uh, or different scenes from those movies impacted us. Um, I believe one of the movies is the ring that was in there and mm. how for the longest time watching a VHS cassette that was unmarked was like a no, a no, no for a lot of people um, who, you know, were experienced with that film. So things like that, I think are shared experiences that even if you didn't necessarily have the exact same childhood as someone else, that you can find a connection because of something like a movie and how that movie impacted you. As the industry moves towards the metaverse, because obviously it's really becoming a conversation that we're having more now online and through social media, it's important to ensure that people of color are not just the consumers, that, but we are like you, the creators um, of these kinds of projects. So how can we be more involved in this space? What would you recommend? I would just recommend, especially if you're doing Horizon Worlds as the space that you were trying to enter, to come in now while we're at the beginning, because I think that's the rare opportunity we have. This is a new industry. We are pioneers in this new industry. There are a lot of, of amazing creators out there. Um, I'm making it my goal to try to find those creators and get them into the right spaces that they need to be in to to have that impact that we need to see. 
Um, other than that, just get in the space and, you know, hold that, hold that space. Even if you yourself aren't, aren't looking to make this like a career move, hold that space until the person that is ready to make that a career move can get here. Uh, I think that's also important. Be supportive of other creators and, you know, use what, what skills you have to help uplift other creators. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you and your team have done so much to help underrepresented community, underrepresented communities in the metaverse. And we, as people of color on social media, social media, you know, we truly drive and we create culture. Um, but like, how can we continue to build content on social media platforms that like profit off of the content that we build? Um, and I know you've answered that, but it's like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, you know, for someone that may not have tech experience, that may not have coding mm-hmm. experience, but they've been doing really well with being able to create communities online, what what would you suggest? How are they able to pivot their way into the metaverse and sort of kind of do what you're doing and, and maybe create a community out of that? Yeah, so definitely there's definitely room for more community creation. That is actually kind of how I even got here. Um, So there is a Facebook group that also exists in Horizon called the Horizon Creator Community. And that community is based, is focused on um, centering diverse voices and collaborative learning. And that's kind of how I got where I am right now. So creating communities where, where creators can learn the tools and then find other creators who have similar goals and views is definitely a very needed thing. I think it's once you create that community, even if it's just start small, people will find you, I think. And you can also go out and find the people that you want to be involved in that community. And that in of itself is a great way to help us be represented and help us feel like we have a place to be. That's awesome. What other projects are under Horizon Worlds? Is it... um other projects aside from films or what, what, what else can we find under, under that platform? You can definitely find, I think other brands are definitely coming in. I worked on the world that we built for Fender. So brands have a way to connect with their communities in a different way and maybe even find new communities that they, they could help out or connect with. There are definitely places for not even big brands, but like smaller organizations. There's this organization, and I'll probably mess up the name, and I'm so sorry, but it's put on by a creator called Smile Honey Child, and she's doing this amazing thing where she is getting these headsets for these underprivileged children and allowing them to come into Horizon and learn the tools and learn, you know, what's possible for them if they have any interest in it, and it's a way for them to, you know, broaden their horizons that they don't. they wouldn't have access to without this program. So there's definitely opportunity for many things to happen in Horizon Worlds. And would you say that, because there's a lot of content creators and now is such a perfect time to be an independent content creator in the digital space because you have, like right now, you've got podcasting, which is what I'm doing right now with you. Mm -hmm. You've got people that are on YouTube and they're vloggers. You've got people that are into music. You've got people that are, you know, into just all different types of independent work. 
um, and they're their own entrepreneurs. So are there space for people, comic book creators? Are there, are there space for people that are independent artists that can get into Horizon Worlds and that can build a platform doing comic books or gaming or, you know, things of that nature and, and build communities there? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are, I have seen comic book uh, creators in there. I have seen musical artists. Um, there, You might be familiar with this one. Her name is Ange the Artist, and she's made a couple worlds, I believe, that highlight different independent creator, uh, musical creators. So definitely a place to do this and to find the community that way. I would also say that there has been a Black entrepreneur who is selling her beauty supplies. I want to say her name is Bay Beauties. Um, like anything that you can imagine as a web page, I would say you could probably do a version of it in Horizon Worlds because this is that next level of the internet. So whatever you think you you want to sell or create or whatever you want to do, it's I think it's possible if you're just willing to put in that time and effort. That's amazing. Well, where can our listeners find and learn more about you and the Web3 platforms that you're building um, over at Horizon Worlds and, and just any other information that you think would be of benefit to them? Yeah, so you can find me online on Facebook, um, Ashes to Ashes 2, the RN Review, and also have a YouTube channel where if you're interested in learning how to script in Horizon, you can follow me there and see the tutorials I've made if that's called VR in review as well um and also the horizon creator community that is a great place you'll find me there and then you'll find other resources if you have questions on how to bring your particular thing into horizon that's the place you go to ask those questions fantastic Ashley it was a pleasure speaking with you you are a wealth of knowledge um for our listeners this is I feel like this is a great opportunity for you guys to jump on. Like (laughs) it's early. Like I, I imagine that there's not a whole lot of people on this platform right now. So get in now while it's early. So that way you can start building your community right away. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think that, you know, obviously this is the future. So, uh, there's some really good things that's going to come out of this. And I'm, I'm excited for, uh, Den of Horrors and, and congratulations on uh, working with Jordan Peele on that and him seeing what you've created with that platform. So all the best to you, Ashley. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. 